My name is David Rubin, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Photo Breakdown is a podcast where I talk with a photographer sharing the story of a specific photograph, technique, or business win. I'm your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and this is The Photo Breakdown. Let's break it down. Today, I'm sitting down with David Rubin to talk about this really cool photograph that he has. And well, I'm not going to give anything away because we will get to it. Uh, but it is a gorgeous black and white photograph that I'm excited to learn more about. Hey, David, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Staying inside as much as possible. I actually have a pandemic wedding late tonight. I'm glad it's tonight and not today because not during the day because it's so disgustingly hot outside right now that um, I- I'm glad that the sun's going to be going down when this wedding happens. <laughs> yeah, well, I live in Dallas, Texas, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, so I've got two questions for you. Sure. The, the first, what are you not very good at? Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what do I, as far as photography? Just in general, just so people get to know you. Okay, what am I not very good at? I'm not very good at being organized. Uh, mm. It's like I'm the guy that, you know, like I like Einstein's thing about a messy desk is, you know, or I don't know, it's a sign of a cluttered mind or not the sign or whatever. Mm. But I know where everything is, but I just can't seem to quite get to it. So there's that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I I like to say that I'm, I'm organized in certain ways. Um, I've got... OCD in certain ways, like for example, when I put my, I did a whole video on this uh, a while, long while ago, where like when I put my lenses on my shelf, I've got to put them a certain way. They have to be a certain way, okay. and they have to be in, they have to be in like focal length order too, which is that, ridiculous. That, that, that's very anal retentive, if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. But <laughs> but then if you look at the shelf, otherwise it's it's a hot mess. <laughs> got it. Okay. So. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, okay. So second question, um, what are you most proud of? Uh, what I'm most, well, obviously I'd have to say my two boys because uh, I have, I have two sons, one 19, one 17, and, uh, they're just, they're just awesome kids. Uh, so I, I have to say out of the way in case they ever listen to this, which they probably won't. Uh, but I, I think what I'm most proud of, I'm going to have to go in photography is my street photography. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of my passion and pandemic has slowed that down for me quite a bit because it's, I don't like to use the words travel photography. I just happen to do it traveling. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I started this business late. It's only, I've only been a quote unquote professional photographer for about nine years, but I've had eight shows. And, you know, I do other forms of photography, but it, I had, I think my fine art, my street photography is what I'm really the most proud of. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I looked at your portfolio. There's a lot of great stuff there. Um, the one, the one we're talking to be talking about today in particular, uh, actually does fall into, I believe the travel it, category, it, but it's still street photos, of course. It does, but um, there's, but there's, there's a, you know, when you want me to get into the backstory, it's kind of cool. So, uh, but I hear again, you're, you're driving. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my lead generation course for photographers called More Leads, More Clients. Yes, if you would like to increase the leads you're generating on your photography site, you can use the strategies I teach in my course. Access it. 
at scottwyden.com slash leads. So let's break down the photo. Sure. Where was this photo photographed? Okay, the that was photographed in Paris. And and, and uh, what what time period was this? Was this uh, recent or a while ago? That was that was photographed in 2014. And I have a uh, I mean I have a I used to live in Paris years ago and I taught school there and I go back quite often and it's kind of like my home away from home. So mm-hmm. that's usually my my jumping off point to traveling. Uh, and so, but there, I just, it was in the spring of 2014 and, uh, for spring break, I told my wife, you're going to keep the kids and I'm just, I'm just going to photograph. And that's what I did. So I just, and I actually, during that picture, there was a street photographer that I saw on Facebook and I'm trying like heck to remember his name. And I think his last name was Rousseau. And he was, he just had some awesome pictures mostly monuments and things like that. But, uh, so I, I messaged him and I said, Hey, I'm going to come over and would you mind meeting with me? And, you know, we can hang out and go shoot. And he said, yeah, sure. Why not? So we did. And it was with him that I photographed that. And, uh, he taught me several things. Some I use, some I don't, uh, but do you want, can I get into those or, uh, well, so yeah, before we do that though, let's let's um, briefly describe this photo. So what, what I'm looking at right now is a gorgeous black and white. The tonal quality in this is is absolutely stunning, and there's this sort of outdoor hallway uh, with arches going all down this this path. Right, right. For for um, your for your readers that might be familiar with Paris, this was in the sixth arrondissement, right close to the Luxembourg. It's where the Senate is, and there are these you know there's a the Senate building is actually on two different streets and there's arches going that way that you see. And then behind me going the other way, uh, as well. Okay. And and then, so there's some, there's some cool, you know, lights, light coming through from the gaps in these, in these arches and whatnot. Um, but what's, what really makes the photograph, at least in my opinion, is this woman, <laughs> who's you can't i don't even know what she's doing it looks like she's like peeking in to see what's going she down was. there she was um, well that's what i have to get that's why i have the story because basically yeah yeah he taught me you know he said you can set your camera float your iso and 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 lock your lens down to the widest point and yep. shoot past and put uh f-stop at 16 or 32 or whatever and that's probably about what those settings are but he he and we did this a lot he said you find an interesting spot and then you wait yes and he said you wait and you wait like if i'm gonna if there's an orange wall i'm gonna wait for a person in an orange shirt to walk by and it could be 10 minutes it could be an hour and a half and we were both kind of there he was actually just behind me and i said okay so we're gonna wait and right then that lady poked her head in and i just (laughs) threw up my camera and shot it and he looked at me he went I, in French, he said, shit. He goes, you got that. He said, mail. He said, you got that. And I did. And I said, yeah, okay. Because let's face it, when you're doing street photography, it's a lot of it's luck. You know, you get your camera set, but, you know, you, you get, you know, happy accidents or lucky accidents. And that's one of them. And I've actually sold quite a few of those uh, because it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it actually, Ruth Buzzy, who's a, was a TV actress in the 60s and 70s. She lives close by here and she has one. Oh, cool. Hanging in their ranch outside of Fort Worth. 
did did this did this uh, woman wind up walking down there or did she well, just peek nope, in and then walk she, away? She poked her head right back and that was it. <laughs> and so, so and immediately I'm chimping and looking on the back and he comes over and looks and he went, yeah, that's a, that's a winner. And so, yeah. and obviously I had to edit it. I was tilted too much and, you know, and I didn't shoot it in black and white. So I converted it and things, but uh, um, that's just kind of, if, if you look, I mean, a lot of my things are, I, I stop, I look, I'm going to shoot that because when you do street photography, I only take one, maybe two shots and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, you know, the, so um, what, what he was talking to you about with, you know, setting the fixed focal length, focal, you know, focus point and fixed aperture and stuff. That's called, so that's called zone focusing. Um, I, I, oddly enough, I just, I brought that up in uh, what, episode three with James Mayer. Um, Cause he's also a street photographer and uh, he, he, I know, I know that he does a lot of zone focusing. And so I actually asked him if his photo was in, in particular was zone focused, but um and I don't shoot like that anymore. I mean, I, I do. So I, I, he basically yeah. said, you put it on infinity. I had, I had that was shot with the first uh, version of the Canon 60, which I think is one of the best value cameras out there and don't really shoot with it anymore, but it's a great camera and the 24 to 72.8. And it was set, you know, on, I guess is if the zone focusing is the kind of first I've heard is just set to infinity. So basically whatever mm -hmm. you shoot is going to be in focus. Yep. And the ISO was, I think 5,000 on that. It's interesting that so you use a, a DSLR and a zoom lens. That's very interesting for somebody who does a lot of street photography because it's not com I mean, it's not like a bad thing. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying it's different than what most street photographers are doing. Well, that, that's what I which did. is why I find it interesting. <laughs> that's what I did. No, that's what I did then. Right now, I, I shoot with the uh, uh, the uh, Canon R5. And okay. I usually, for if I'm out on the street, it's just an 85, 1.2 or 1.4. Ah. So that's, See, that's, that's yeah. more, yeah, that's more along a small camera and, uh, usually a prime or, or exactly. a short, a short zoom or something. But, I don't like the but, 50. I, I go out and I shoot with the 50. I just, mm -hmm. I don't like it as much as the 85. My, so my go-tos for whenever I do street is either 35 or 85. Um, okay. I'll swap it depending. Uh, I love my favorite focal length by far is 35 millimeter. I love yeah, it. yeah, I've heard a lot of people do. I I need to get one. Uh, I don't have a fixed thirty five, so yeah, uh, yeah. It, but it is hard for street photography to do to use a thirty five um, because, I mean, if you're doing the type where you're like right up right up next to a person, sure, it works well because you're getting you're you know you're practically right in their face. But if you're trying to do it from a distance, obviously you can't get close ups. You you've got to. You're going, you're going to be doing wide street photos. I'll tell the story more. That's what I've been advised oh, yeah. by other photographers is, is mm -hmm. one thing if, if you're like, I photographed a, uh, I spent a lot of time in China because my wife is Chinese and uh, uh, I photographed, for example, a beggar on the street. I actually gave him some money and I said, just stay there because I'm going to take your picture. And I took it with, I think it was still the 6D and uh, probably the 85 and I focused in on him and he's got praying hands. And that's a great shot. But when I, I actually have my portfolio critiqued and the guy said, yeah, it's a great shot, but that could be in Ohio for all I know. Uh, you don't have anything else. And I say, well, he's right. You know, I needed to show the temple behind him or whatever it was. And I didn't, I focused in on him. So that's, mm -hmm. I guess that's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, so it, with this photo, um, so you, you photographed it in color, you did some, some angle adjustments, which, is, you know, everybody does it. <laughs> um, okay. So, the columns, though, those columns have a lot of 
gradation in them and texture in them. I'm wondering if you did a bunch of dodging and burning to sort of bring that out or nope. if that just, nope. it was just that. That, 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 that texture is, I think, what they call noise. Uh, because when you're shooting at 5,000, it's going to be a little bit noisy. You know, I should pull that photograph up and look at it so I can remember it. I mean, that that's, <laughs> uh, but no, that, uh, I did not dodge and burn on that. Uh, uh, in fact, no, I didn't. I think a lot of that is, and you might think at the very end where it's kind of light, where it's showing in, but I, I didn't do any dodging and burning. That's, uh, I don't, I, not really it's not straight out of camera i can't say that but uh i think i might have highlight i might have bumped the shadows up a little bit and the highlights down a little bit but nothing i it was global it wasn't on any certain thing interesting yeah that 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 speaks volumes for the um the exposure of the columns in particular that was probably the what was what was more um technically you know, but I mean, who, who cares about technically well, more technically exposed? Correct. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, so, the, but interesting. Was one of the, the really great things about this picture, and this is hard to do. See, and and you, I can convey my emotion, but the lady's face is not showing because that's right. a no-no in France. You can't do that. You can't. Uh, they have a thing called droit l'image, which means, like, for example, here I take this. I take a picture. I own the copyright and I can do not what I want with it because I can't really market it or I can't, but I do have rights to that photo. In France, you take somebody's picture, they have all rights to that photo. You don't. Hmm. And uh, I've been warned by people, you got to be careful and you can't, you know, show faces and stuff and they can come back and see you. And I've heard horror stories ever, but what I liked about this one is I got what I wanted. No, there's absolutely no hassle. Nobody knows who this lady is. Uh, and the very first photograph I ever did is the one I show in my portfolio after that, where I have a bicyclist going down, uh, in a row of trees. And here again, it's, the, uh, it's the, uh, you don't see his face and, but it conveyed exactly what I wanted. The ground's kind of white and people are like, is it snow? And I'm like, yeah, if you want it to be, it's snow, but it's not, <laughs> but if, yeah, if, if that's what you want, it's snow. And see that picture, I'm, I'm going to digress. I remember, Okay. I love backstory. So that picture, I was, that was in 2012 and I was hosting some of my Chinese family in Paris and that trip I call five Asians, two half breeds and a Jew. And that's what it was. And we were all not on the same page. I had some friends come up from the South and I put all of the other people on a bus to go out to Versailles because I want to go for the umpteenth time. And he and I were walking up to the Champs-Élysées and we're walking. I see this bicycle. I said, Craig, just wait a minute. I'm going to take this picture. I took the picture. Off we went. I didn't think anything of it. And my first show, I blew that up and framed it. And the first guy that walked in said, I'll take it. And uh, I'm like, wow, that, that was like great. I mean, what a, what a rush to actually sell yeah. something you photograph. So, I mean, it's also the type of, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about a different photo for everybody who's listening. We're Sorry talking about, about a different that. photo I, right I, now. Um, but, uh, but, that photo with the with the cyclist is i mean in particular anybody who's obsessed with with bicycles in general would would buy that photograph right i mean that's like a um bicycle cell red door cell anything mm. red cells in color photography if you have yeah. something that's red it sells um, look i have to tell you um, i wasn't always a photographer i grew up in the clothing business and uh did that for 30 years and 
you know, I knew about markets, I knew about marketing, I knew about merchandising, colors, things like that. And most of all, I knew about retail because it, it I mean, if we're selling pictures, we're in the retail business. And so uh, uh, I figured out pretty quick, a lot of the color photography I was selling had red in it. Red seems to sell. And so I made a point to go photograph red things. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you, David, uh, so much for breaking down this photo with me. Uh, I have another question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, what should I have asked you but didn't? Oh, man, you, you, you these thought-provoking questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like to I like to throw a bone into it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, what should you have asked me that you didn't? Um, how tall am I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a, How tall are you? Uh, like, well, I'm shrinking. I'm getting older. So like five, <laughs> ten, maybe, I guess. Right. Um, We're the same height. Oh, really? Yeah. How old are you, yeah. Scott? I I am uh, just shy of 40. Okay. Yeah, I'm 65. So yeah, Medicare year. And uh, <laughs> nice. uh, well, yeah, it, it it's, uh, you could, well, you could ask me how I got into photography. That would have been a good one. Sure. How'd you get into photography? Well, because, you know, as I said, I was in the clothing business and my wife uh, works for AT&T and we lived in San Antonio, uh, which is my hometown. And we decided to move here for a career. And so I gave up mine because, you know, working spouses don't always have it the best tax wise and things like that. So uh, I needed to do something that was going to mirror my kids. And uh, I taught and I translated because I speak a few languages and uh, did uh, start doing some photography, which clicked. I mean, I'd always done it, you know. I mean, I, my first camera was a Canon TX back in the film days, and uh, photography started to take off. And I'm photographing around schools and asking me to do portraits. And I'd always kind of done, you know, artsy kind of pictures. And pretty soon that became a full time job, but a full time job that I could control, uh, especially hours wise. So I got to, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate because I got to go into a career I really like and also got to raise my boys. Uh, so I wouldn't give that up for anything. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so where can our listeners connect with you online? Uh, my, uh, uh, well, if they Google me, they'll probably come up with my Smug Mug site, but I kind of only use that for galleries and selling and things like that because I'm not smart enough to make it look good. But I do have a portfolio and it's just David Rubin Photography and it's R-U-B-I-N uh, dot Zenfolio dot com. And uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, Instagram, just David Rubin Photography and not that not that hard to find me. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for listening to The Photo Breakdown. For the show notes and to see the photo shared today, visit photobreakdown.com. <laughs>